what whatever did get through is yes. Okay, let's go to Alexander in the Sochi. Alexander, you're online. Yes, is it true you have fought off five foot bear? I have heard this. <laughs> uh, no, that is not true. Bear was seven feet. (laughs) (laughs) Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Russian President Vladimir Putin held his annual year-end, air quotes, news conference, (laughs) <laughs> These things are legendary because you rarely see Putin in this way, talking at length about a variety of issues. Yeah. He does take questions. Whether or not they're all plants seems to be pretty pretty apparent. But this year is a little bit different. Huge auditorium. It's lit up like a television studio. Huge video screens yeah. behind him. And it's not a news conference so much as like a choreographed performance, right? But we, we did learn some things. And the different thing is he took calls yes. this year. Calls. So more on that in a second, but let's CNN sort of set the stage for you. This was Putin's first big news conference since his invasion of Ukraine nearly two years ago. For hours, the Kremlin leader answered carefully picked questions, restating Russian objectives in what he calls his special military operation. There will be peace when we achieve our goals. They haven't changed. This is the demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine and its neutral status. So Putin also indicated he believes support for Ukraine is waning, basically suggesting that Russia will outlast the West in this war in Ukraine. Seem to be acknowledging, seem to be well aware of what's happening in the U.S., the current debate over whether to keep that military aid flowing to Ukraine. And again, take any of these answers for what they're worth, but maybe a glimmer of hope for two Americans still being detained in Russia. We have retired Marine Paul Whelan and journalist Evan Gershkovich. It's not that we refuse their return. We do not refuse. We want to negotiate, and the agreements must be mutually acceptable and satisfactory to both sides. Okay, so, we, you know, in the four hours he was up there entertaining these various questions and all that. We did learn a couple of things, but you mentioned before the calls. So this, I think, from Reuters. Putin fielded questions from across Russia's 11 time zones in a Q&A at the, um, it says the name of the center in Moscow. First time he's done so since invading Ukraine, February 2022. Skipped now, events on. last year. You can't, tell me, you can't tell me that there wasn't some screening going on <laughs> with those calls. They had their pancake. <laughs> yeah, producer Pancake in Russia. Greg Pancake Hill produces this year's program, and from time to time, if we do take calls, he will, quote-unquote, screen them. Yeah. Right? So what's that? Can you imagine if the screener was bad, and all sorts of people are getting loose <laughs> on, there? on there? Yeah, let's go to, I, I'm, okay, I'm taking Dimitri from St. Petersburg. Yeah, Dimitri, go ahead. Yeah, how many more people have to die in Ukraine before you... Oh, uh, no. oh, oh I'm sorry. 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 You're cutting out. He's looking back at his producer, like, hey! What'd you let him on for? Or something hyper-specific. Well, he uh, said he was going to talk about something else. Something hyper-specific in their neighborhood. <laughs> so my neighbor, <laughs> my neighbor's My neighbor's dog. On, yeah. Always living on front walk. <laughs> Why did we let this lady through? Dang it, pancake, Russian. Well, either that or what, whatever did get through is, yes, okay, let's go to Alexander in Sochi. Alexander, you're online. Yes. Is it true you have fought off five-foot bear? I have heard this. Uh, No, that is not true. 
Bear was seven feet. (laughs) (laughs) I actually do have a call from that was fielded by Putin in their show. Yeah, here, I'll cue it up right now. I want something like this. But then when you put these kids on that can't sing, we're like a class. Yeah, so that was brought through too. (laughs) That was not part of the news conference. What other? The only ones getting through. Is it true you bench 250 pounds? Yes, it's true. That would be more than that. More than that, right. No, this story is not true. 300 pounds I bench (laughs) every day. Thank you for question. Unexpected. Four hours later. (laughs) 716 Brandon's Got Sports coming up next. It's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers are just days away from their Week 15 matchup at Lambeau Field, where they will host the NFC South leader, the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Pack's injury list unfortunately grew following the team's loss on Monday night against the Giants, but despite all of that, quarterback Jordan Love is confident whomever will be out there on Sunday with him. I think anytime you you don't have your best guys out there, it's tough. You know, we've had so many reps with other guys in our offense that I'm comfortable, those guys are comfortable, and like I said, it is, it's really that next man up mentality, but obviously it's tough. You always want to have your best guys out there, but things happen, it's football, injuries happen, Um, so it's just how do you move on, not make excuses about anything, and just um, obviously get as comfortable as we can throughout the week. It is yet to be determined who will or won't play on Sunday. We'll get clarification later later today, but you can add A.J. Dillon to the list of players who aren't sure if they'll be able to suit up. According to Quadzilla himself, he confirmed on Thursday he broke his thumb against the Giants, saying he has to figure out if playing with it would create a bigger issue down the road. We still got some days left in the week, and uh, you know those questions I got to figure out myself. But you know, if I can go, I can, I'm going to go. You know, I've played through some stuff in the past couple of years or whatever that obviously I'm hurting, but you know I'm good enough to go. And uh, so you know I try to be out there if, if I can, and uh, you know that doesn't change right now. Coming in at running back number 23, Vince Vetrano. Thanks to Orthopedics. Orthopedic Associates yeah. can't get me on a football field. They can do a lot the of things. The knee is feeling great. He's yeah. back out there. No A.J. Oh, Dillon. Yeah. Maybe no Aaron Jones. to get back out there. <laughs> Kickoff set for Sunday <laughs> at noon. You can tune in right here for our WTMJ's Green Bay game day coverage beginning at 9 a.m. The Wisconsin Badgers women's volleyball championship aspirations came to a screeching halt on Thursday night as Texas defeats them three sets to one, ending their season in the Final Four. We gave it our best shot, but uh, we, we, you know, I, I, I told these guys all year if somebody's going to knock us out, it was going to take a great effort, and Texas certainly gave us that tonight. Head coach Kelly Sheffield there following the team's heartbreaking loss. Wisconsin finishes the 2023 season with a 30-4 and record. And lastly, from Badgers, Volleyball to basketball, where the men's basketball team continued on with their good start to the season. Behind 19 points from Stephen Crowell and 13 from A.J. Storr, the 23-ranked Badgers knocked off Jacksonville State by a final of 75-60. to Clock again. Storr, a long two. Gets the long rebound. It flies to the rim to lay it in and draw the whistle. The call there on the Big Big Ten Network, and with the victory, the Badgers... Good start to their season, Vinny. Eight and three. So we'll take that for Wisconsin basketball. They look to be a bit different of a team than they were a year ago. So it's good to see. One show left for Jeff Wagner. We'll pay tribute Wisconsin's morning news style coming up next. Jeff Wagner, Scott War is here. Congratulations on your retirement. 25 years at WTMJ. Obviously, I will look back fondly at the time that we spent together and I was producing for you or 
sharing a microphone uh, as, as a host at TMJ alongside you. I never said this to you at the time. Now's my last chance, I guess. First, thank you for how you helped me. And secondly, all these years, from the bottom of my heart, I really, truly believe it should have been either Pajama Gram or Pajama Gram, but not Pajama Gram, or for that matter, Pajama Gram. And that feels really good to, to get off my chest. Merry Christmas to you, Fran, and the family. And again, congratulations, Jeff. <laughs> yes, sir! Classic, Scotty. Yeah, today's the day. One show. Today is the day, the final show of the Jeff Wagner era. Noon to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you feeling about that? you going to be around for it? Are you going to stick around and watch the whole well, thing? Well, you know, Jeff and I have had the opportunity since I started anchoring the new newscast many days to have, ah, yeah. you know, a lot of back and forth. And what's been interesting is as we've gone along and he's gotten closer to, you know, day zero, that crosstalk gets longer and longer and he just gets looser <laughs> and looser. He'll talk about whatever. Right, right. right. <laughs> so it's been really fun. The Department of Justice is open. Jeff Wagner. Yeah, it's open for now. Okay, so there is a party. A good karma brands and WTMJ threw him a farewell party earlier this week at St. Kate's in downtown Milwaukee. So lots of people were on hand, as was I. So I want to bring you there, Vince. I know you unfortunately had to miss it. Here's what it was like at the party. I cannot thank you enough. It has been uh, great getting to know you. It's great to be able to call you a teammate. Congratulations. Thank you for 25 great years on WTMJ Radio. Congratulations, Jeff. Thank you. Okay, so here we are. We are at St. Kate's in downtown Milwaukee celebrating Jeff Wagner. Now, some current and former colleagues are here. It's great to see everybody. Many of Wagner's friends and family here as well. And since all of these people know Jeff, I'm sure they know all of his Wagnerisms, right? Like this? Wagner's rule of life, number one. Life is tough, get a helmet. All right, let's find out. When life gets tough... You need a football helmet or something? To... <laughs> wear, wear a helmet. Yeah. Wear a helmet. That's the one I, you know, when I would listen, I'm like, yeah, probably a good idea. I did when I was a kid. I probably should wear one more now. <laughs> life is hard. Wear a... Hard hat. Helmet. Oh, shoot. <laughs> okay. Tracy. Wagner's rule of life number two. Nothing good happens outside a strip club at 2 a.m. Nothing good ever happens outside of this. Yeah, strip club. What place should you not be outside of at 2 a.m., according to Wagner? Uh, probably at a place that you shouldn't be. You know, so I, I can't remember which line it is. It's, it's, a, it's a strip club. Yeah, a strip club. <laughs> Unless you like strippers. Have you ever been outside of a strip club after 2 a.m.? Yes. Or did anything good happen? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. This changes everything. <laughs> I so, helped somebody home. Oh, okay, Wagner says nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Well, it was good for the other person because I helped him home, so. <laughs> all right, all right. It's not like I just fell off a turnip truck. Pop culture corner. I'm going to ask you your favorite scary movie, your favorite happy movie, your favorite sad movie, your favorite movie with an actress named Julia. I've been around for a while. I was a former prosecutor. I have a lovely wife, Fran, and a wonderful dog, Sasha. I guess the voice isn't right. <laughs> no, but otherwise we're very, very good. Nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, luckily there is at least one person here I'm fairly confident knows Jeff's show pretty well. If I say life is hard, we're a... Okay, you got that one. All right. Nothing good happens outside a... Strip club. After 2 a.m. Okay, yeah. all right, you got two. If it fits, it doesn't mean you should... Buy it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, okay. I got so... those. 
Then, of course, is Jeff's biggest fan, his wife, Fran. He's the kindest human being I know. And I mean that. He's I kind. I don't know if I agree with you there. I, I, I've met you before, so... You are, you are Thank you for coming out tonight. Thank you for being my friends for all these years. It means more to me than I can possibly say. Thanks a lot. Everybody. Cheers to you, Jeff. And hit him straight. Don't forget, today's the day. Bon voyage. Congratulations to a, a true colleague, a true friend of ours, Jeff Wagner. Noon to three. Lasho. Who's going to end up carrying the ball for the Packers? Everybody's hurt. Now, A.J. Dillon's hurt. Brandon Snyder looks ahead in sports at 745. In North Carolina, no one seriously hurt after a small plane took off, and then they realized they were having a problem in the air. Oil approach, look 907. Uh, mayday, mayday. We've got uh, uh, oil pressure failure, looks like, and uh, two ECU failures. We're coming in. So we're coming in. That's the pilot talking to the air traffic control tower. That's courtesy of liveatc.net. And they realized they weren't going to make it. Yeah, it looks like, honestly, with our best guide, we're probably not going to make it. So if there's anything else uh, close by that you see that may get us uh, some help, or let us know. Got to give them credit. Very calm at the moment. <laughs> they always are. All of those things. You know, don't you never hear one of those with the pilots freaking out. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do up here. Yeah. I don't know what I'm do. So it's like, yeah, yeah, we're probably going to have to put it down on the freeway. Let us know. Let us know if yeah. there's another place to go. So uh, we're going to probably have to put it down on the freeway. Yep, yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to put it on the highway. We're just going to drop this airplane mm-hmm. out of the sky on the and, freeway. And here we go. 907, we're about to touch down on the highway here shortly. Look, So they take it to the highway, but they clip some power lines. Yeah, they plane would. goes down, crashes a bit, get them to the hospital. The plane up in flames, massive. There's major power outages when this all took place. And what made me chuckle, uh, and not, I'm not laughing at the... the the tragic situation, but what made me chuckle was there's a lot of people driving their cars by and like getting camera footage, you know, with their phone of the accident. You know, that happens. The gaper delay on the opposite side going the opposite direction. And one of them, I was watching from one of the TV stations down there and the ladies taking the video. Then once she realized there was a plane, she's like, Oh my God. Like she had no (laughs) idea it was a plane. Like you just got there and you just see this plane on fire in the lanes across from you. Whoa. Uh, but it looks like everyone will be okay. But wow, this was in Asheville, North Carolina. Quite a sight. This news report brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com. Hey, so I got a couple of texts when we were playing this phone call. It's a voicemail message from a friend who I worked with at TMJ for many years. And. This friend works at a, another broadcast outlet somewhere in Wisconsin. Let's just say that. And one of the things that uh, their morning show does is they've asked various children's choirs from their area to send in video of them singing holiday songs. Yeah, it's nice. And so right. they, you know, go, maybe go into break or whatever. There they are. Here's the choir from XYZ School. It's actually a great strategy yeah, for right. multiple reasons. One of them being, okay, now you have all these parents or others from that Whole school gonna watch. wanting to watch, yep. and you brand it. So it makes and, sense. Right, a little something. Okay, well, this. she thought <laughs> I would find this funny, and I do, because they got a voicemail left at the station. Somebody really doesn't like it. When I say she really doesn't like it, she really doesn't like it. So we have played an extensive part of her like minute and a half phone call. Here's just a taste. Don't you like pre-listen to this stuff first? I either change the channel or mute it out so I don't have to hear it. It is so disturbing to listen to their rotten, 
off-key songs that sound just like crap. These are kids. <laughs> Happy holidays. Oh she is headed with the rotten crap of the kids singing the Christmas. She just lost her mind. <laughs> and my favorite part, we listened to it. It wasn't we even wasn't that bad. <laughs> they were it's actually little, pretty good. We're kind of doing like a jazzy yeah. jingle bells, whatever. Yeah, but no. <laughs> I get upset Jeez. about it. So we got a couple of texts on that. A couple of folks laughed along with us. <laughs> Here's one. Where is it? Truth hurts. Their parents may love them. Or maybe, heck, it is Milwaukee, right? But that doesn't mean this poor lady needs to be subjected to this torture. I got to agree with her. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After another magical season, the run to the national championship came up just short for the Wisconsin women's volleyball team as they fall to Texas in the Final Four, losing three sets to one. Despite an upsetting finish to their season, defensive specialist Izzy Ashburn still seeing the positives in an unforgettable season. I think even in the toughest moments, this team has looked around and we know we're exactly right right where we want to be. It's something we talk about a lot. We talk about the hardest practices we've been through, the hardest uh, lifts and conditions we've been through, and we've we've always just looked around with so much joy and been exactly where we want to be, whether we're sweating, crying, hitting the floor and bleeding. This group wants to work, and we want to work together, and it's hard to get us away from each other. Tough loss for the Badgers, but they still finish their season with an impressive 30-4 and record. From Badgers volleyball to basketball, where the men's team continued their good start to their season, knocking off Jacksonville State by a final of 75-60. Store now will fire. Wall keeps it alive. He's got all eight points. The Badgers getting the win and proving to 8-3 on their season. Over to football, where the Green Bay Packers are still battling the injury bug again this week as they are getting set for a Week 15 matchup against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Green Bay could be without running back A.J. Dillon, who confirmed to the media on Thursday he broke his thumb in the team's 24-22 loss on Monday night. Quadzilla not ruling himself out quite yet, but first wants to ensure it won't create a bigger problem down the road. We still got some days left in the week, and uh, you know those questions I got to figure out myself. But you know, if I can go, I can, I'm going to go. You know, I played through some stuff in the past couple of years or whatever that obviously I'm hurting, but you know I'm good enough to go. And uh, so you know I try to be out there if, if I can, and uh, you know that doesn't change right now. Believe it or not, there is some good news for the pack, though. They did get receivers Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks back to practice on Thursday, something that left head coach Matt LaFleur pleased to see. Yeah, I think anytime they're out there, that we're, we're happy about that. And um, But as far as I'm not surprised, no. The pack will be back out to practice later today, and we'll have an updated injury report that should follow after that. What's Wicks' 40 time? Like three? <laughs> that cat is super fast. He's smooth too. Like when he runs, it, does, it looks effortless. Yeah. So I, you need both of them to play. I, it, Christian Watson's probably not going to play. No practice again this week for uh, for Watson. Uh, Lastly, we'll head over to College Hoops, where the seventh ranked Marquette Golden Eagles had a late scare, but nonetheless, they get the eighty four to seventy nine win over the St. Thomas Tommies. And now outside right, Kolick in the corner. Cam Jones wide open, three good, perfect possession, four great passes. Cam Jones wide open, baseline three. You can't, that's like clinic work. Homer and Tony with the call there on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee as Cam Jones would finish with 13 points. Tyler Kolick would add 12. The Golden Eagles hang on to cap off non-conference play at a record of 9-2. and two. 
Next up for Marquette, a road trip out to Providence on Tuesday night. Mark Tauscher is up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. The good teams find ways to win a game like that. And Green Bay still trying to figure that piece of it out. Innovative. He did not look like himself. He looked indecisive. But what I love again about it, he didn't let all of that affect him the rest of the game. That's a great thing to see in a young player. And Packers Hall of Famer. Ooh, Tausch making us feel better this morning. Yeah, I like that. Appreciate it, Tausch. Yeah, I, I always try, guys. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tausch, you're on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealer. So, Tausch, A.J. Dillon says he's still trying to figure out if he can play with a broken thumb. How can you play with a broken thumb? Especially if you got to handle the rock. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. I've seen, you know, plenty of offensive linemen bust their wrist or, you know, their hand or something, and you put a cast on it and you wrap it. Saw some defensive linemen do it. But when you're carrying the football and, you know, I always say when people ask, well, what's the key to the game and all this other stuff, it's always turnovers. That's always going to be top of the line. And when you have a busted thumb, it's hard enough to hold on to the football when you have people punching at it and chopping at your arms. Uh, And especially when you know someone's got a busted thumb, you think people are, you think Tampa Bay is going to say, oh, I know AJ, I know you got a busted thumb. We're going to stay off of that. Yeah, go easy Uh, on the guy. He's hurt. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't you dare (laughs) – You know what? You can hit my left arm as much as you want, but just don't mess with my thumb. Uh, I don't think that's how it works. So I, I love the fact that I give A.J. Dillon a ton of credit. I think he's, um, he's hung in there. He's had a couple of games where people have been questioning, and then I think he's had a really good season. Uh, and he doesn't miss games. He's only missed one game, and at the running back spot, that's hard to do. But I don't know how you can go out and play when you're going to be as limited as he's going to be because now you just carry the ball in your other hand. That's not great because you always want to have the ball on your outside arm. There's a lot of things that go into it, but I think he is going to push to try and play. I just hope that everybody's involved makes a smart decision because the last thing you want to do is go out there, put the pill on the ground two, three times and get beat because you want it to be you know, tough for the team and play. I want you to do that. I want you to want to play, but I also want people to make smart decisions. Tosh, I always think about that when I see them with the giant cast when it's like the lineman or whatever, and they got the club or they got their thumb is all like completely like shielded or whatever. Still hurts, though, doesn't it? Even when it's like that and you're swinging it around all game? Yeah, you get all the adrenaline going, but it really hurts after the game. And, you know, so it was always such a process. I can remember Marco uh, Rivera busted his thumb up or – something on his hand and he had to get the big cast and then you have to put all the soft, um, you know, cushing around it because the refs will come, they'll ask the uh, trainers, Hey, you have anybody that's casted? And then, because you could use that cast as a major weapon. Oh yeah. That's a club. If you did. Yeah. You could club people. And matter of fact, uh, a lot of times guys that would be playing O-line, you'd use that club to kind of punch a guy in the face real quick with it and then reset because just think about it. You have, uh, you know, you have that added weight and that little extra, you know, crisp. You punch somebody in the face mask, all of a sudden that just gives them an initial jolt. It makes your job a lot easier. So uh, for an O-lineman, I'd never say anybody wanted to wear a club because you literally are playing one-handed. But there are ways that you could utilize it to your advantage, and some of the guys that I played with were able to do that. What should we watch for on Sunday? Any, tell us about Tampa uh, Bay. Man. Baker Mayfield still playing quarterback for them, or is he hurt too? 
he's he is playing. I, I, I they're, they're he has funny commercials, so I kind of want to root for him. I mean, not against us, obviously, but I kind of watch him. Just sounds like, well, I mean, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> Big man. fan he, of the funny commercials. Yeah, man. It does a lot this, for me. That uh, in, in Cleveland was funny when he was living in the stadium. Right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm an AmFam guy, so I'm not real interested in those commercials. But when, when <laughs> I, I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are like kind of a nondescript team, if that makes sense. They're kind of figuring things out. They are leading their division. I just can't wait to see how Jordan Love bounces back. If Aaron Jones can play, what's he going to look like? There's a ton of really fun storylines, but the big thing for me, this is the big, I think this is a big opportunity for this team to grow after you have a really tough loss. This season, that's what this has all been about. And when you look at how last game played out and the disappointment after the euphoric highs of beating the defending champs at home, how is your team going to bounce back? I would expect a very good football game, and I'll be I'll be really surprised if this offense doesn't go out and put up some good numbers and if Green Bay doesn't win this game by 10-plus. I'd be surprised. I like that. I'll go to the weekend on that. Thanks, Tausch. You bet, guys.